Keenan has broke his silence, dot, 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 kind of, and only the way the keen man can, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, the elusive refuses to use his name, will only give me his Instagram handle, at Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing? I don't even think I used that one. No, that was a uh, sh- that was a little teaser about the BJJ steroid stuff that y- you listened to. You listened to them talking a podcast. Yes, I did. And neither of us listened to Keenan talk on a podcast, correct? Though he was on Matt Therapy with Josh Hanger. <sighs> uh, yes, Josh Hanger won a contest to host his own podcast. The note I sent over to Keenan, I think encapsulates my feelings on the matter, which is, oh, so let's just let anybody have a podcast these days. So him and Hanger have decided to team up to do what is essentially the old man on the Muppets in the balcony, Statler and Wardoff, just making fun of people in jiu-jitsu matches, which, again, is a concept that we've already done ad nauseum on our shows. So we thank them for being behind us once again. But they join a long list of people who are just behind all the trends that we've set in podcasting. I mean, we've kind of been there, done that. Anyway, that's not important. What is important is Keenan and Josh Hanger talked into a microphone, two very poorly constructed microphones. One's a blue mic. The other is a DSLR. A headset. Well, oh, the other Matt one. Burn podcast. Shit, my bad. Yes. First of all, yes. don't. Damn it. <laughs> this is not helping me. The Matt Burn. It doesn't. They don't have it dashed or anything. Maybe they will in the title. Uh, I think they mean it in the you burnt kind of like we're roasting you kind of a thing, which normally needs to be hosted by funny people. But when they find them, uh, we will update you guys. So apparently they talked at large and it is interesting in the sense that, yes, Keenan did leave autos. And yet here he is having his first real big statement. We don't count flow grappling uh, really being given to Josh Hinger and the two of them. Not really confined to a format. They just kind of said, like, at the very beginning, this is as much as I could watch at the very beginning of the day, which was, uh, welcome to Mapper, the first of many episodes. I'm Josh Hanger, and this is Keenan Cornelius, my sometimes on-again, off-again host, to which Keenan responds, yeah, like a guest star host, maybe. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're already using the NPR voices. This is not going well. All right. Brain, you can stay, but I'm leaving. <laughs> and that's what happened there. So anyway, we wish them all the best. But, Kev, what was Keenan talking about, at least in the review of the article that you saw? Yeah, and I want to be clear. This is how you know I'm a journalist through and through. <laughs> I waited for him to say it on a podcast and then waited for someone to write down the words he said on a podcast, <laughs> which is a little thing they call... Double confirmation. And you might be wondering, Kevin, is that how it, does that how it works if they set up a podcast and observe it? I don't fucking know. Here's what I got. Keenan's saying, in regards to it, I think authority is important. I don't think authority is good when it controls someone's desires to live how they want to live. This is the quotation I love, because this is the quotation that links together the conspiracy podcast we're having today. This is a 100% conspiracy podcast. I wrote it on the title. So can't wait to hear from the Galvo lawyers. But between what happened last week with all the BJJ steroid stuff, this is the comment that's going to take 
out of context the most. As much as Keenan can be taken out of context, because in his next quotation, he really solves how difficult it is to get him out of context by nonstop not shutting up for almost 20 seconds. Do you think, Raph, that sentence is in itself, what's it mean? What's he mean when he's like, I think authority's good, but I don't think it's good when it tries to control someone's desires to live how they want to live. Because that sounds like someone who's like, I want to have, look, I'm going to go suck a dick in New York. And their parents like, no, you aren't. We are Christian. You're staying here. Like, that's how it sounds. So I'm curious what your interpretation is. So these are the moments that I feel kind of, demonstrate Keenan as kind of a teenager um, still. I mean, I know he's in his 20s and he's a very nice man and he says upright things and very polite a number of times. But there, there's a little bit of a, no, dad, you can't make me go. I don't want to, uh, to it, which is uh, funny to me. Um, I think what he's talking about, and I think maybe sometimes he doesn't say it as best. He can tell me differently if he wanted to come on a real podcast. But I think what he is trying to say is the element of jujitsu has a lot of traditions that allow for some overreach. And he's not comfortable when that overreach has less to do with the art of practicing a sport and more suggestions or guidelines, if you would, as to how someone should live their life. I think that might be a little bit more of a comprehensive statement rather than, yeah, man, control's bad. And I don't like it, but like some control's all right, but like not the one I had, which is a weird statement. So that's just one interpretation. And I want to get to the, I, I'm with you, but I want to get to the next one. There mm. was, I think it was a cultural and a belief difference that was so drastic. Okay. What cultural and belief wise would be so drastic. I'll say. You're damn right. Or, hold on, that was the joke one. (laughs) One of them loved it, one of them paid it. You guess, audience. Um, I think it actually came down to Capoeira and the ancient dance of fighting. And I think the two of them had drastically different ideas as to how that would help their jiu-jitsu. He actually says as much that it's, it says drastic, actually. For us to become friendly over the years, and I think it was just the issue that we're too drastically different on our personal beliefs. This is the part where it gets a little fun with Keenan. We both are in positions of authority in the JITS community. Like People will listen to what I have to say, that if I even give my opinion on something that counted as valid, because I've heard like I have a track record of being truthful. He says, I have a, I've heard I have a track record of being truthful. Right. So when you guess, say something or, like that, it it's makes so it, funny the way he talks. Like he does have I that know. caveat. Like I'm the type of person that's heard. I'm the type of person that's good at this. So I just, thought I just, I'd listen to people and be, good I can't this. help, but hear some of this in, you know, a lot of people are saying that my opinion matters. A lot of people are saying it. It just it's what it is. They say and, my opinion matters, so I guess it matters because I have like a track record. This is their words. <laughs> and listen, I'm not saying it. They are. So I'm gonna say an opinion right now. It might be controversial. Go on. I'm gonna keep going on because it gets a little bit more pontificating. I think it was just part of it that I wasn't necessarily that I was not the candidate to become a student. His student from the beginning, like from day one. 
we kept going for six years. It was just like, I'm not sure. I think that was the main issue is him trying to be the professor and me trying to be the student when neither of us really cut out for the role for each other. I think that was the problem. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. Just so you know. I think he would have been much better if we were either both students of each other or both professors of each other. So he didn't want to learn from you at all. Essentially, is what Keenan's saying. Hanger, this is my favorite. But he gave you the black belt, Keenan. Yes, of course. Of course, I understand that. And he was my professor and whatever that means in jiu-jitsu. I like... No one says that. First of all, BJJE doesn't do any context. They just type no. it out. I like yeah. no one says that. In other words, this is not how Keaton talks. This is how BJJE types up how Keaton talks, but it is a little bit how Keaton talks. That's literally a martial arts term is how he ends it. Rap, I feel as satisfied as ever to announce confirmed via this article, my conspiracy he left because of steroids. Okay. Never more so than right now wow okay well maybe a little more so like when i didn't read this this reads to me much more i'm being inflammatory (sighs) this to me reads much more like i didn't like him and he didn't like me and we were good with it for like two or three years because we were enamored with the idea of each other and then it turns out we don't like each other it reads to me like Two people who work for the same company who just go, hey, Keenan, how are you? Yeah, okay. Did you have a nice weekend? No. All right. Cool. Good talking to you, man. And they both try to go about their business, except one of them happens to be the CEO and one of them happens to be the executive vice president. And the two of them might clash a little bit in front of people where it might be awkward for all the board members who go, hey, you guys okay? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. So – I think many of us live in corporate cultures where we've had to kind of take that as face value as something that happens and we kind of have to deal with it and navigate those politics and athletes, eh, they don't, they become athletes cause they don't want to deal with that sort of a thing. And that's fine. It, it's understandable. But the hard part to me is thinking, man, did that really go on for six years? Cause that's, that's tough. You know, when you don't like somebody at a job for long enough, that one year feels like an eternity as is. So it's one of those things where it makes me a little sad for both parties involved that maybe it should have happened sooner. Maybe it should have happened before Keenan got his black belt. So it won't be as messy. Like I don't understand how a black belt divorce even happens. So it's, it's a confusing mess. So does he get to keep the half guard on the weekends? Like what do you do with the lapel (laughs) guard? Do you split up? I mean, it's tough. And it's like, how much influence did Galvo have on the worm guard? Does he really get entitled to some of the royalties of that just because he was dominant at his gym? Who knows, Jeff? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, some of it could be a little bit more dramatic than even being presented. It could have been stuff that was small stuff that turned into big stuff within the past two years. It's hard to say. But... Uh, making it seem like it was a six-year thing is like, damn, dude, I hope everybody's all right. I hope they're cool. Where in the evidence file, and I know you said this is kind of a accusations-friendly interpretation of what all of that is. Where did you get the steroids thing? Oh, I didn't. That was a pure okay. leap. Because oh, people, okay. there had been some rumblings Okay, that there was... 
links between what was going on with Atos in the most recent BJJ steroids issue where they turned a little aggressive and now they're suing and there might be some libel on behalf of BJJ steroids, which is not cool or technically illegal, but we don't know. Like that's for, I guess now courts and the public opinion to decide, which is going to ping pong us over to the next half of this, but just the timing is all I'm doing. I'm linking something by timing, which may or may not be linked at all. And probably based off of what I've seen and, I tend to be right in the middle of really wanting to believe some conspiracies and being like, I don't see it. I don't mm-hmm. hear in this a specific call to that. What I do hear in this is a specific rejection of the culture. Sure. You could, and I'm making the argument now for the aggregators, for the lawyers of Atos, I'm making an argument. My <laughs> argument that is not based in evidence is. If you were going to link the culture of Atos to steroids, it doesn't take a ton of evidence. It exists. You can link that gym to steroidal use, specifically who Andre Galvan has trained. When you hear Keenan say, I was asked to leave, and he was already only spending a solid 20% of his time there, generously, because of the travel and all the other stuff and where he trains. To hear him say, I left because the culture was gross. And I think authority is important, but not good when someone's telling you how to live. (laughs) I do think that's more extreme than interactions I've had with a professor. I've had an aggressive professor before that didn't try and tell me how to live my life. So to me, there's something deeper there that I do want to hear some more about. That's the argument. That's the whole argument behind, does he mean steroids? Because you could make yeah. the argument of culture, and Keenan's very clearly proclaiming we had a disagreement of culture, though Keenan was kicked out. So I don't know what. Well, let's let's also keep on that for a second because I I can't tell if you're telling me to meme James Vanderbeek as played by Keenan Cornelius in telling his dad in Varsity Blues, "I don't want your life," and then put that person as Andre Galvo because that's what it sounds like you're daring me to do, and it sounds like it's a lot of work. So I'm just going to let our listeners imagine it so that I don't have to do it. But yes, that's what I'm imagining. Now, you're talking about BJJ steroids. Interesting story. They appeared on another podcast. It appears that they got their voice vocoder, so they are still unknown to the major population. Here's what I'm going to tell you. The interview was interesting in that they said that they're looking to bring back the page. And again, they had reached out to us to do an interview. So dope. That's great. However, um, on this podcast, they did seem to make their mission statement, at least for one of the three members, a little bit more clear where they said, hey, we really want to clean up the sport. And yeah, we were being a little bit provocative in the way that we were targeting Atos and Andre and Lucas. At about the midway point of the interview, though, they did say that they were kind of maybe if the page is to return, that maybe they wouldn't go so hard on them. And maybe apology is kind of something they would need to do, which is an interesting thing because it makes me wonder if that's part of the condition that they would have to come back. Again, I don't know anything on this, but it did seem a little bit uh, strange that a person who after losing their page or a group of people who lost their page now seem to be fairly conciliatory to the people who they were very, very aggressive on. So we didn't quite get that as an answer. If that was part of the reason why they have to add an apology as part of the way of getting their page back or anything to that extent. 
But it did seem like they were walking back a little bit of their Atos hate and saying that their main mission is to make it a clean sport, which cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting podcast in that I think they do a better job of explaining the who, what, where, when, and why. And I'm intrigued to hear what the public's opinion is of it because honestly, I would say half of the people who follow them are there for the drama. So I don't know. I, I think we're still in an age of, I guess we'll pick up if their page picks back up. But until then they said, don't believe anybody else is them because there's a lot of fake accounts that are trying to replace them, but that they are not them. Well, I'm glad they're still out there. I mm-hmm. guess I think I'm glad I'm not like, no, I'm glad. I'll go with glad. I'm just glad. I mean, I mean, like, like I said, Kevin, because it's provocative it's, and I'm about content. <laughs> it's intriguing in the sense that, they because part of my issue was I was like, are these kids because kids are tend to have a better idea of social media? You know, like, are we talking like teenagers? But they seem to have some familiarity with a little bit of, um, you know, steroid uses and the different types. So there is a little bit of educational aspect to that. And that doesn't mean kids are stupid, but there is a little bit of uh, an advanced understanding of that. And just the way that they were able to explain themselves in a different way. Because if you really look at their tactics that they were to get under their skins, it was rather juvenile in nature. So I don't know. I I guess that's where we're at. Because I've had people come up to me and be like, yo, those BJJ steroids, am I right? And I was like, that was like two weeks ago, dude. I don't don't know what's happening with them. Until they can get in contact with us and even hearing their their statement on there was like, I don't know if it's going to be the same page that people want them to be be but if they are into the legitimacy of getting a sport that's a little bit cleaner maybe that's what they want i call this the most ridiculous podcast we've recorded just <laughs> memory as i hear myself like making arguments <laughs> having a great time don't get me wrong this is a lot of fun sure it's just a lot of speculation it, i mean it's a very speculative podcast do we have to put a disclaimer on this the comedy part doesn't do it Mm, I mean, if, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, well, here's weird. the worst part. Everybody else got our coaching about the facts. Well, here's the dumb part. Everybody else's comedy has gotten so much more bitchy and accusatory. We are slowly becoming more and more legitimate, despite our attempts to do otherwise. Yeah, that was an accident. We were drugged into this. We didn't choose this. We didn't choose this at all. <laughs> Kevin and I literally started a show where we said we will never interview anybody, and yet here we are. So, and, and we refused to report news. S- seconds really later, did. Hugh Raff hitting like a shot <laughs> at an MMA event. Got it. <laughs> and then me telling Kevin, "Hey, we can't say that. We don't know if it's out in you public yet." Caught that verbal tap legal. <laughs> wrote a note. Raff, <laughs> do you have any closing notes on this? The thing we'll call the Galvo Jim Church scandal. Please don't call it. <laughs> I have to call it that. I don't know okay. what else to call it. That. I just I foresee our note coming in next. Um, <laughs> I guess this is where we put the disclaimer. All five. Name the podcast. The I know you're not Jay Jim Church scandal against Although, my better judgments. To be I would fair, love though, to name it that. 
I'm pretty sure the Galvão family will pick up the name to that and sell it in Brazil, and it'll be a huge hit on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Um, but my final thought is as follows. Um, the whole Keenan situation, it's – I think I went from intrigued to more like, oh, that's kind of sad. Okay. Yeah. I mean I would like to interview him about it just to get a little bit more precise language on it and maybe you walk him through a little bit. Ask him a little bit more than as BJJ E quoted Josh Hinger, but he gave you the black belt. Right. <laughs> that's that's uh definitely uh it's Josh good. Hinger. It's help. It's, it's Edward it's R. Murrow moment of uh journalism. Um, I mean, the hard part is those two are just friends. So they're not really gonna have a, a conversation that's going to be um really really anything um past a certain boundary point because hinger as doesn't it is, have an agenda well no and hinger doesn't have an agenda but hinger also is still with Atos, so there's only so much he's probably going to be willing so to hinger say has well. a little bit of an agenda i mean i don't know i don't know what his agenda is i just think it's kind of cool that they got together and they were talking like they're still friends and doing their thing so more power to them but also at the same point um josh hinger isn't going to be my first line of defense as Somebody who I'm going to go ask him the tough questions, man. Get in there. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, whenever Keenan wants to be interviewed by a real person, he knows who he can call. I Flow just going to say he did. And you can see that <laughs> at flowgrappling.com. Because that's so good. Going to do it for us tonight. That was the best part of BJJ. It starts with uh, an old quotation with flow grappling, but they did cite him. Good for them. Hey, citations. That's one citation more than usual. It's new. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap Burn. (laughs) I'm your host, Kevin. (laughs) With me, of course, Rappers Barza. Got him. Good night and good night. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is